Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Moisey in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Now's the time to go down, go visit bfwdenver.com, get yourself a bottle, pick it up, you know, get get yourself a delivery, get it, like, shipped. Um, they do curbside pickup, you know, any of those options you want. They also got swag. Um, or you can go down there, and uh, I've been saying this on multiple podcasts recently, but uh, they got outdoor outdoor dining um, uh, options, and it's really nice. You sit outside in the dairy block, so if you're not comfortable with being inside, um, you know they have big open doors uh, there at Blanchard Family Wines too, so it's well ventilated, and it's safe. So go on down to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself some of that 2017 Cabernet. But if you're, that Cabernet's not your thing, they got a whole bunch of other wines from Sonoma County and the western slope of Colorado that are sure to fit your bill. Go to bfwdenver.com if you want to book yourself a table in advance if you uh, are going out on a busy night, or if you just want to have some fun with some friends. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Go to bfwdenver.com to pick yourself up a bottle, get some swag, or book yourself a table. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. I hope everyone had a great uh, over-the-weekend thing. Um, we are at the start of Summer League. I do not give a shit. Um, I, 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 every, anyone who's followed me since the old Denver Stiff stays knows that I don't really care for Summer League. Um, and if the Nuggets' first game uh, that they played is any indication, it's going to be pretty rough. Obviously, the Nuggets have been rocked with COVID. Uh, protocols, so obviously the, it's going to be extra rough. They had to get bodies just to come down there, so uh, don't expect a ton. Um, if you're going to watch Summer League, use it as filler. Um, you can't really glean a whole bunch. Bull Bull is up and down. Um, I, I mean, he really at this point is basically the only reason to watch, but you know, maybe uh, Bones Highland and uh, some of the other guys who are in protocol make it out there, you know, fingers crossed for the people who want to watch, but you can't really get a lot from from uh, summer league, uh, you'll probably get a little bit more from preseason, but even then, preseason is kind of garbage. Um, so, just uh, if you're going to watch it, just don't expect to um, get a lot of usable information from it. Uh, I kind of want to talk today about the Nuggets and their 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 gambit. Now, I call it a gambit, but it's their their betting on continuity. And. No, I mean, obviously the Nuggets were, their hands were tied a bit because this, because of their financial situation, um, they uh, were up against a certain amount of what they could possibly do. Uh, as far as reaching out to outside free agents, they did what they could. They got Jeff Green. I discussed it all last week if you want to check it out. Um but there is a notion, and it's very strong within the Nuggets and within the entire KSE operation, that uh, continuity is king. And there's some value to that. Um, you play together, you learn each other's nuances, and um, 
it, it results in a better team atmosphere. But it, what it doesn't take into account is things getting stale. And this has happened throughout history. Mo, a lot of the teams that have gone with continuity reach their, I'm sick of playing with this guy, um, element. You know, uh, even the, the 93, the, the, excuse me, the 93 Bulls were straining at the edges. Um, they had been together largely since 1989 when Charles Oakley got there, or excuse me, left, and Bill Cartwright got there. It was largely the same team. So you got about a four-year period where they were just the Bulls as we know them. The, the best version of the Bulls, by the way. The, uh, basically the 89-92, 92-93 Bulls were the best of the Jordan-era Bulls. Because there was an expansion and dilution of talent and all that that in the league in the late latter half of the '90s, there was legitimately <clears throat> there were lesser teams. There was less dilution of talent, and the the stars were still playing. The stars, Jordan had to go through uh, the the '90 the Knicks and the Pistons and the Celtics, and um, it really was truly um, some and it was some great basketball in the early '90s. The issue that the Nuggets are having is that by the 93, and using them as an analogy, by, the, by 92, 93, uh, that team largely was getting sick of each other. And, you know, obviously I can't draw a direct analogy because obviously that's Jordan's Bulls and uh, they were winning championships. But there is a expiration date on uh, what you can do in keeping people together. Shaq, Kobe, uh, Lakers are the same. I mean... By the time you reach 2002, those guys are openly warring with each other. And by 2003, 2004, um, it was all out, you know, unbearable um, when they're trying to have a super team come in. It was just, just, that's what it is, right? But the Nuggets really, and to a, a larger extent too, the Avalanche, have gambled on continuity being king. And to a certain extent, that works. I mean, I, I most of the great teams, quote-unquote, that have come through have been built through trial and error and continuity. Guys play with each other for a while. They kind of gel together, grow together, and become a team together. And this is a perfectly valid way of building a team. Um... It was how things were done prior to the uh, player empowerment era. But there is also a need to maximize and move out pieces that aren't performing or not up to a level. You need sometimes a next level player. A lot of this, and I think in some ways, I think... Actually, I'll talk about this on the second half of the podcast, but I'll talk about Michael Porter Jr.'s role in this and how I think some there is some undue pressure on him to become something he's not yet ready to be and how this is probably affecting his perception. But in the grand scheme of things, continuity is fine. I, it, it's it's going to help. But sometimes you just need a guy to kind of rock the boat a bit. Because teams can get really comfortable real fast. Um, you've got Jokic, 
you've got Murray. And until he signs his extension, you've got Porter. You don't know what that... Still don't know how that's showing yet. Um, then there is Aaron Gordon, who the Nuggets decided was their piece that they're going to go get. Gordon was the rock the boat move last year. Uh, Gordon uh, came at the expense of R.J. Hampton and Gary Harris in a draft pick. Um, and sending out R.J. Hampton was akin to sending out a first-round pick. The Nuggets um, gambled heavy, and it was working until Jamal got injured. And now this has kicked the Nuggets into what I have been calling survival mode. Um, the Nuggets, if you listen to Calvin Booth last night, and that was the only reason, by the way, to pay attention to any of that game last night. Calvin Booth doesn't tend to want to refer to it as as survival. But they're really, that's what it is. The Nuggets have to find a way to float their boat and keep their head above water while Jamal's out. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, once again, they're counting on a certain six foot ten forward from Missouri to become something. And on the second half of the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about how this is okay pressure, but also maybe too much pressure for the young man. Now it's time to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players at the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 on more of dollar or more on any college football game, I, I knew I'd get it eventually, take advantage of this limited-time offer. You heard right. DraftKings uh, Sportsbook is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you turn to two turn, excuse me, to receive $200 dollars in free bets when you place one dollar or more bet on any college football game that's code mhs to turn to get your free to, to get your free two hundred dollars in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 20 or old, 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 um, the pressure on Michael Bourne Porter Jr. in any scenario, particularly coming into post-Jamal this last season, was immense. And he really, in the regular season, was able to step up. When he became the focal point, uh, obviously things uh, got worse for him. Um, he is largely a second-year player at that time. And I thought, actually, he played really well for a second-year player. 
when he got more touches and more parts of the offense, he turned into a guy that was going to be a reliable three-point shooter and a 20-point-per-game scorer. Uh, in the second year, that's pretty amazing, and considering the Nuggets run a uh, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic-dominated offense. It is remarkable that by the end of the year, he was averaging nearly 20 points a game, um, high teens. And uh, that stuff is stuff that makes people excited. You know, obviously the playoffs are a different scenario, and he needs to improve on that greatly. He needs to improve on his ball handling and do all that stuff. But coming into this year, the Nuggets are placing, once again, a tremendous amount of pressure on a kid who is going only into his, effectively, his third year. Obviously, he sat out the 18-19 season after he was drafted because of his surgery. But there is a there is a ton, a ton of pressure on this kid to not only perform, but perform at a high level in the playoffs. A little bit is of this is you get, you know, you get what you get. Like, you want it? Here it is. And I completely, I'm down with that. I completely understand that. But some of it is also um, maybe we need to acknowledge that there is more pressure on him than there would be your average third-year player. You know, and I've, I've often said this, that maybe, maybe there is some bit of bad luck for Michael Porter Jr. that he was drafted by a team that was good. And he kind of fell to them at the back end of the lottery. You know, the Nuggets were just coming off that defeat to the uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in the in the last game of the season. They were ready to take that next step, and then in the next year, they didn't. You know, you know, he sat out the year because he was healing from his back. So he's on a team that is winning, a coach that isn't inclined to play rookies, and a uh, culture that revolves around two people that aren't you. If he was on a drafted to a terrible team, uh, Michael Porter Jr. would be getting tons more shots. He would probably have the ball in his hands frequently, and um, you know that would, is a different level of development. It's a different kind of development. It would have been akin to Devin Booker with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Booker, as we all know, he got had that how was it seventy something point game. And the, they lost, and he was just shooting a lot, and it was it was a uh, you know typical good stats bad team thing, right? Um, and you saw this year Booker really blossom a lot. Uh, they make it to the finals, they didn't win, but you know he really became a different level of player in his. Uh, I think this was his sixth year. Um, Porter is being placed in a position to where he has to kind of become that guy in order for the Nuggets to stay afloat. You know, the West didn't get easier, folks. It did not get easier. And it's just, it's just the West is the West, you know. But anyway, some players went East. But the West is still, the Suns are still going to be there. They re-signed, you know, they re-signed Chris Paul. Um... The Bla not the Blazers, the Lakers uh, became the oldest team ever. Um, but they got, you know, they they went out to improve their roster. Um, the Clippers are still going to be good. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> this 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 team. The, the the league does not get easier 
while you are playing the, the continuity game. And you really are counting on the development of a specific player. Now, obviously, people are going to scream at this your at your iPhone or your whatever device you're listening to this and you're going to be screaming that this is about Zeke Naji and and no oh, Bones Highland and and all that stuff. If Bones Highland's getting major minutes, there's something that has gone seriously seriously wrong for this team this year, okay? Unless he becomes the second coming of Kobe Bryant. Uh this this team will <laughs> That, that'll be your sign. That'll be your sign. It's kind of like when Marcus Howard was playing all those minutes in the playoffs. You knew something catastrophically went wrong for this team. Um, so this is where Michael Porter Jr. is. Now, how, how it pertains to his extension, I don't know. Um, I have been told repeatedly by multiple sources to calm down about the fact that they have not signed him to an extension. So I will take their advice. Um... I don't tend to think it's a good idea to haggle over, uh, if what they're doing is haggling over uh, injury clauses, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, It's not how I would approach this, but it's not me, it's not my money, and I'm not the one making these decisions. Uh, I said over and over, I would make a terrible GM, so you never know. But in the grand scheme of things, this is going to be a while before we know what direction this team is, is going in. And they played heavily, once again, on the continuity card. But understand, folks, understand that the continuity card can only be played every once in a while. Eventually, eventually, something has to be done. And we will see, we will see how this roster pans out once we get into the preseason. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I'll be back with another episode soon. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.